Rude boy. A lot of rude people out there. I think uh, a lot of the problems in the world would be solved if we just got better stickers, right? Yeah. And we'd just be so happy. And better people. Yeah. Yeah. And better people making <laughs> stickers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and better people. <laughs> better people making better stickers. Oh, what are we starting? It's all you, man. <laughs> you got to start us off. <laughs> all right. Well, <coughs> welcome to another episode of Thought Nuts Radio. I'm your host, Kyle. Oh, I'm Sean. Oh, I'm Jason. <laughs> and I'm Chris. We got a very special episode ahead for you. Yeah, Something absolutely. Something that deals with some local stories and yeah. We're going to be talking about stories of human survival. There you go. Something that's going to hit really close to home uh, for a lot of Manitobans, but especially for one of the th- our fellow Thought Nuts. Yeah. Sean, would you uh, share to carry your story? Well, let's, let's get into it first. Get into it. jump into it absolutely yeah so um this has been quite the crazy week uh found out unfortunately a little later than i would have liked but uh wednesday my grandma mary byman who you may have seen in the news it's uh been like a national story uh my grandma went missing while picking berries and um it was i think four nights five days that she was out in the bush there and it was a pretty, pretty scary time. I bet. Yeah. So pretty much what happened is she went out uh, on Wednesday there with her neighbor and decided to go pick some berries. And at a certain point, I guess, typically they have uh, a back and forth where either one of them whistles or one of them honks the horn of the car uh, in order to uh, signal that their time t- it's time to go. And... Uh, Unfortunately, at that time, my, my grandma, like I went to see her in the hospital as she was recovering and um, she said she'll never understand why, but she went the opposite way. She like she heard the horn of the car and then she sh- I momentary lapse in judgment, which like turned into this whole fucking situation. Wow. Um, but she I guess she decided to go the opposite way. <laughs> and the worst part of that, too, is that um because she was out picking berries, but she went towards the swamp and there's like fucking no berries out in the swamp. So like swamp berries, (laughs) swamp berries. (laughs) I mean, like maybe little turds or something that you find there, but that doesn't seem very nutritious. (laughs) I never know. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so she, she was out in the swamp there and so barely found anything to eat. Uh, It was all of some green raspberries, some bush cranberries, like minimal couple, very small, uh, things to satiate her and unfortunately she hadn't eaten anything since uh, Tuesday wow, of su- supper and so it was just like a, a prolonged situation where there was uh, a huge effort out there of well over I, I think there was well over like four or five hundred people volunteering right um, on that's awesome uh, RCMP there was uh, the fire chief's office of Manitoba there was uh, 
GSAR, Ground Search and Rescue, SARMAN, uh, which is Search and Rescue Manitoba. Uh, there was like such a huge effort out there uh, looking out, out for her. And uh, they had choppers, they had like everything, trying to like use FLIR in order to try and... What's FLIR? Uh, FLIR, just infrared uh, oh, technology okay. in order to essentially pull up a heat signature of the, uh, the person that is, is lost. That'd be so, from like a helicopter. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Typically, something that can kind of like you—you you don't want to go too fast with that. You can use uh, a plane for FLIR, but uh, especially in a dense brush because it was just ridiculously dense in the bush yeah. there. Yeah, you—you you went out there. You said, eh? yeah. Unfortunately, at the time, we didn't uh, like actually. Chris and Jason came with me as well, and so did Curtis uh, and Alicia too. We uh, we went out to go do like aid in the search effort on uh, Saturday there because mm-hmm. uh, it was already at that point uh, I think three d- three days that she was missing and um, so it's just uh, unfortunately the time we got out there they called off um, the the volunteer search search uh, individuals because uh, they I'm not a hundred percent sure why but it seems to me that uh, they had some clues at that point and they uh, they were kind of uh, thinking that this was something that could possibly help find her. So I think they wanted to just get out there by themselves to uh, really dig down into the scene. Unfortunately, those uh, things were unsubstantiated and they they actually were for, uh, like, there was some fecal matter and they found, uh, like, a little pile out there, but it was uh, apparently some people were, some kids were out there partying the night before or something. Really? And they found that. So um, at least that's what... uh, what they were saying but uh so th- those uh came back with nothing um so yeah she was she was hanging out there for quite some time and uh it was looking pretty grim like going back to my grandparents there um all of her her daughters were out there my mom uh and her two sisters my my grandpa was out there he's 94 um and wow actually like if i didn't mention this earlier but she's 84 like if you've seen the article she's uh an 84 year old woman out there by herself uh, with little to no food for that long. In the heat, mm-hmm. it was hot. Heat. The night was cold, um, like not super cold, but I think yeah. it got down to like 14-ish, which is still pretty yeah. shitty to be out in. With no jacket. No yeah. jacket. Uh, throughout the whole process, because she walked through the swamp, it was like a, a boggy area. She lost her shoes. She lost her glasses. She lost her hat. Um, at a uh, certain point, she started actually hallucinating as well. Um, so there was a, a couple instances where... I think roughly two days in, she swore that she heard at least four police officers, um, two cars, door slamming, flashlights. She, she swore that she, she saw this and heard all this. And then uh, she actually said to them, she's like, if I die here, it's on you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... See, yeah, but no, she didn't know if she was hallucinating no, that or... That, not at that point. Oh, okay. um, later, looking back, she had a number of different uh, hallucination stories that she told me that she absolutely knows were hallucinations. Okay. Um, one thing that she saw was there was a bear, a uh, mother bear with two cubs in a tree very close to her. And that was definitely real, she said. Wow. Um, so she was actually like in such a dire dire state that she was like come and get lunch pretty much like telling the bear to come and eat her because she's like wow. one more day and i'm not making it through this so that was what when she was saying that and saw the bears that was what day three then that would've... i think that would have been saturday potentially yeah so that have been like yeah. what that's almost the fourth or is it the third day or fourth day that'd be yeah the third that's day. the day we went right yeah yeah, like, I couldn't even imagine like what's going through your head after being out there for a couple nights. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You know, like you're pretty much figured you're just kind of you're done for, yeah. right? Like, you would assume people are searching for you, yeah. right? 
Oh yeah, she, I, she yeah. heard the plane, saw the and helicopter the ch- yeah. like fly over her. But I think the bush was just too far too, too dense. dense. Really? Yeah. Is that is that yeah. thick? Also, it was, yeah, she thick was bush, sitting man. in uh, a puddle pretty much for like well over a day. She would kind of just because uh, she lost her shoes, lost like was she, when I saw her in the hospital, like her legs were all cut up, her fi- fingers and arms were all cut up, all bitten up by bugs. So she kind of just sat there and kind of was like, yeah, I can't like I can't go anywhere and sat in a puddle. So that would have lowered her body temperature as well. So yeah. that's probably what kept her alive, man. Possibly I think. Um, but staying cool, you yeah. know, like not getting eaten At alive by bugs day, yeah. and stuff. Um, you said she lost her shoes, right? Yeah, she had lost her shoes as well. So that would make it her whistle too. That was she lost the day before. Ah, sure. oh, one of the most important. Yeah, you know, that's she brought that out at. with her too. Yeah, because barefoot, right? Like you're walking on twigs oh, and yeah. branches. You're putting holes in your feet right away. Like yeah, absolutely, that's that brush out there was very bad. Man, and at that age to be yeah right? yeah. Oh man. But what an incredible story of, uh, like, survival, how she was able to, like, think about that solitude in the woods mm-hmm. with barely anything with you, like, nothing. She didn't have water, right? No, unfortunately not. Like, there was a swampy area, but you can't really trust that water no. to mm-hmm. to go and drink that because you could end up uh, shitting out way more than uh, you put in. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Yeah. Eh? Um, so, yeah. But she was taught quite well. Like, my grandpa is a very avid outdoorsman, and uh, he knows a lot about survival and whatnot. So uh, he, he definitely passed some of that knowledge on to her. But it comes down to her just being such a tough woman. Like, she's she's so strong. And, it, like, it was kind of cool being sitting there in the hospital because she kind of filled me in a little bit of how she grew up and uh, some of her childhood. And it's like every, like, uh, I think she had... Uh, six other siblings seven uh their parents had seven seven children and it's like everyone had a job everyone had to do something everyone was working essentially for the household it's amazing you know and it's just like that um built up into the strong woman that she is today and um so right on just hard eh yeah absolutely because character eh? like a lot of people like especially in the city it's like a lot of people that are living here now it's like yeah, there's none yeah. of that. They, they wouldn't yeah. have survived. Yeah, like, exactly. Two days, maybe. Yeah. 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 Like, there's no work, like family working towards anything anymore. It's just no. kids. Like, you get get home from school, you're just right to the video games. Yeah. Can't clean your room. Like, yeah. no discipline. No. Absolutely. But even no. the uh, like you were saying, uh, building her character because that takes like uh, that takes a lot of mental um, uh, fortitude. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like you got to be really strong mentally mm-hmm. to go to know. Like I'm in the middle of the woods alone with barely anything. Yeah. But I'm not gonna lose my shit. And it was actually quite interesting, too, because uh, she takes medication for anxiety. And uh, she was saying that she did not feel a single lick of fear. She, her anxiety never crept up, up on her. Like when she's at home, sometimes there's, there's points where she can't even breathe because of her anxiety. So she has to take her medication. It's like maybe uh, like some adrenaline or something. Uh, yeah, balanced survival it out instincts, or, yeah. adrenaline. I think definitely some of that kicked in there. Um, but yeah, like having not a single, like even when the bear was there, she was like, I did not feel fear. I was not afraid for my life. And she, she just kind of reflected back on it, too. It was kind of interesting. She told us as well that um, a week before she was speaking with her sister and she's like, you know what? I've lived a full life. I'm very happy with everything that I've accomplished and, yeah. and where I've come to and and kind of just saying, like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready now. Man. Wow, man. And that's dude. a huge <laughs> thing then, to say. And then it's like a, a fucking like life or death test, like all of a week later. Yeah. And she yeah. makes it through and perseveres. That's insane. <laughs> Like, that's inspiring to hear that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the strength of a person. And, like, that seems like it's, like, the final challenge that she's yeah, here to face, like, you know? Yeah. Like, are you really ready? 
You know, like if she put that onto the universe and said that I'm ready with her friend and now she's being faced with this experience. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, it's like, are you, are you going to succeed? Or are you going to fail? Are you going to stand behind what you say or are you not? You know, <laughs> yeah. are you really, truly ready? Oh, that's amazing. It's really nice to hear an older person say something like that as well, that they, when they reflect back in their life, that, yeah. uh, and that they can be satisfied with where yeah. they are. Yeah. Everything they've, they've accomplished. accomplished. Yeah. yeah. That. The family they built, uh, their successes, their mm-hmm. failures, all that kind of stuff, everything looking back, right? Because, yeah, that's something that I guess when you are in your 80s, you're thinking about and looking back on. Oh, yeah, I would imagine. A lot of time to reflect. Yeah. Going yeah. That's, the end. that's probably like a big part of why she wasn't scared, you know? She was, had no anxiety. She was yeah. just, you know, okay yeah. with yeah. it, right? She kind of accepted it. And Acceptance, yeah. yeah. That's a good word <coughs> for that. Yeah, because honestly, I'm sure like yourself and like a lot of people are running like an 84 year old woman in the middle of the woods for four days. Like, yeah, the, the the chances are low, right? Like all the th- all the things go through the mind, yeah. like a po- potential like so, did somebody come and abduct her? Did like uh, yeah, like it was kind of shitty too, because like uh, you see on the internet, you uh, you know that home ca- uh, whole Cam McLeod and Briar Schmigelski thing, mm-hmm. like the yeah, two those guys from BC. Yeah, the guys from BC, they they're on the run, and then like I see on like Twitter and all these internet detectives, and they're like, oh, what if what if they came down and and did she have a car? Did they take her car? And it's like, oh Jesus Christ, people! It's like the family's yeah. already going through enough right yeah. now, That's and you right, just yeah. got to jump on and be like, oh, I wa- like I'm gonna yeah. do my detective work, and what if exactly like they're fucking still up there apparently. Yeah, I'm going to associate this one story in Northern Manitoba with this one story down here. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm a detective. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just the whole thing just, I mean, it kind of like for me, it be, really became real when I went out there Saturday and I saw my mom and uh, saw her sisters and my, my grandpa was being really strong. Like he's a strong man and he's keeping that stiff upper lip. But, you know, that's his wife of 60 plus years. Yeah. So it's like, you know, deep down he's uh he's in some bad place and uh but so yeah that really set in for me that day and then to hear the fucking next day like the whole uh there was a like i said there was a huge effort so many people out there uh put their support in um all the that that really amazes me like how many people were for for one person yeah all the community banded together all the like like RCMP, it's everybody awesome banded to together. That. Even Sobeys donated a bunch of food and water oh, and stuff. Wow! Um, so it was just, it was so amazing to see. And then the thing though is with something like that is this all costs money. This costs people's time. This is, yeah. and it's, it's a, like a downhill thing. Every single day that a person is missing out there, the probability that they will come out decreases significantly. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, there's a checks and balances. RCMP, as of Sunday, 6 p.m., they called off the search. And at that point, they, they're like, sorry, we can't do any more. The next day, they were going to get a fresh patch of dogs because the dogs get used to the environment. They get used to the smells. Uh, so they're going to get a new batch of dogs in. And essentially, they were looking for a body at that point. They were looking uh, for a cadaver recovery team. So it was uh, that was when... That uh, would have been on like the Monday they would have sent a new that set been, of dogs Yeah, the in? Monday that they would have sent the next team out. And uh, just the devastation at that point, because it's like the RCMP's mm-hmm. done. They're like, sorry, yeah. like understandably so, because really that's a huge effort. And f- four now it, at that point is five days, four nights. So it just, like I said, probability significantly de- decreases. Mm-hmm. And um, 
luckily there was actually this father and son team and there was a, a few other individuals i think six six other people that uh refused to give up they they defied the rcmp and that's i think the rcmp is kind of like sweeping that under the rug like i think the way the articles are written they don't really put the, uh, attribute the uh, the rescue to anyone in particular they kind of just say that she was found yeah, she was found. she's alive yeah she's alive she's found well, well, like when I've read it, it kind of seems like they make it sound like it's the RSCMP just okay. by, yeah. like, yeah. by default, right? Because uh, they don't say who did. Yeah. It's just okay, makes yeah. it sound like RSCMP. Yeah, because they, they put, hmm. like I said, I don't want to discount them. Definitely don't no. want to fault them for any of that. But it was because of, uh, primarily because of this uh, father and son team. They who, actually... Who is the father and son team? Uh, Daryl and Bo. Uh, Daryl, uh, I don't remember his last name, but uh, they do have uh, a Facebook uh, group okay. that started. I could actually, I'll have to pull it up later, or we can always mm. just add a link or something in and the description. And, and they like, were, they were there looking for her. Yes, they mm. uh, essentially. What happened is uh, the father, Daryl. Uh, unfortunately, his mother passed away earlier this year. But um, some some amazing thing is that he had a dream, and in this dream, his mother came to him and told him that you will find this woman. That is your purpose. And uh, they, they go all over Canada and they aid in search and rescue efforts. And uh, they've, uh, they've aided in a number of different rescues. And uh, in this case, it was just another situation where they, they were able to help out. And, you know, it was, um, like, like I said, there was a, another group of individuals that refused to, to stop searching and they kept out there. But um, what really uh, turned the crank on this uh, rescue was they were hunting. They went to shoot a deer, um, luckily, because they are Aboriginal. They were able to because deer season, rifle season, doesn't start till November. So because they were these individuals, they were able to hunt. They shot. At that point, they heard a response off in the distance, a very faint cry, help me. And at that point, they dropped what they're doing. They started off in that direction, fired shots in like a single shot in the air, wait for their port follow the direction they did that a few times and at which point probably 40 plus minutes later they found her oh my god it's amazing man if it wasn't for the fact that they were able to hunt this wouldn't have never happened Mm -hmm. so it's like guns (laughs) fucking save lives man (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah right on yeah because man she oh man that's it sucks to see what the alternative outcome would have been had they not been there like i said she had given up at that point uh, more or less, like she still was very strong-willed, uh, but there was a lot of factors turning, uh, turning against her. Like uh, when she got into the hospital, she had a uh, some jaundice, so her eyes were yellowing. Oh, yeah. um, she had liver issues because uh, probably because she was her her body was not able to process any food, so she wasn't mm-hmm. able to um, excrete anything, and uh, unfortunately, like that was going to catch up with her and. Uh, so there was a lot of lot of negatives going for her. She had giant clumps of uh, ticks on her, oh, uh, like just groups of them. So they had to give her the uh, the um, Lyme disease. Uh, yeah, thing? the antidote for Lyme di- or antidote, whatever it is, the the shot for Lyme disease. Now you said she didn't eat from Tuesday yeah. evening, right? That was the last time like that she, she had, had like the proper berries meal. and stuff. I guess like yeah, minimal amounts of berries because, yeah. like I said, she went went in the direction of the swamp. So there was oh, yeah. little yeah. to no uh, wow. whatever she had with her, pretty much. Treat. But her last yeah. meal, like on a, on a plate, like a hearty meal, yeah, would have been would Tuesday, be Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday yeah. evening for uh, supper. And she was found Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday. Oh. Uh, I think it was roughly nine nine or ten p.m. Uh, that she was found. 
And then uh, at that point, uh, because she was in such dense brush and roughly two and a half kilometers from the original starting point of where she went berry picking, um, it took them, I think, about two plus hours to uh, get her out of there on a backboard. But oh, like, like the two guys there? Uh, well, those two guys. And then also the, there was other individuals there. Okay. Um, they were help assisting. Like one woman was just like shining the flashlight for their feet. Cause at that point, like nine, nine thirty, ten, pretty much the sun sets. Mm-hmm. And so she was just, because it's just such terrible brush out there. She had to just like pretty much be the flashlight person just to oh, yeah. make sure that they know where they're walking. Wow. Yeah, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't imagine being her and like, Having them stumble upon her after like four yeah. four days, right? Yeah, yeah. they the said feeling so was, happy. She oh just had this God. giant oh, grin man. on her face when they oh, found her. Right, and oh my like God, the, the one of the funny things too is the first thing that she says to them. She's like, I need a cold beer and a hot tub. <laughs> my grandma loved that. Yeah. She said she wants to meet your grandma just because of that. Yeah. I fucking love her. <laughs> yeah. I want to yeah. have a beer with her. Yeah. And she, like, she told me in the hospital, she's like, so many people are bringing me cases of beer. I don't even really like beer that much. But you know what? When I was sitting there, I could have used that beer. Yeah. <laughs> now she's an alcoholic. Yeah. 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 Oh. beer to last her the rest of her life. Yeah. 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 That's when one guy came like when we were visiting. He's like, now you can be drunk for a solid month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need this vacation. Is she still in the hospital currently? Or is she? Nope. Uh, as a she's berry picking right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, that was the thing. She like people are like, don't go berry picking, Mary. Like that's yeah. enough. You need to stop. You're 84, and she's like, oh, oh I'll go, but I'm staying near the road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, she's man. out of the hospital now. I think uh, two two days ago. So she's how long was she in there? Uh, three three days, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, pretty much life. it started uh, like IV, uh, heart monitor, and they were taking her blood every two hours just to check the levels for uh, the issues with the jaundice and whatnot. Um, and then pretty much second day in, a lot of that's the most of that stopped. And like, I think it was like every 12 hours they were just checking her blood now. And pretty much she was just seemed like coherent in such good spirits and like um, just everything like describing the situation to uh, Alicia and myself it was like like I can't believe that because you hear about situations like this you hear about people lost you hear unfortunately a lot of them that are never recovered Um, but then this just being so close to home and and like how how much resilience there was in one person yeah it's a very very inspiring Mm -hmm. like an 84 year old woman in the woods for that long it blows your mind really yeah, to know that. She, like when you put on Discord, there you said she's alive. It's like what? <laughs> like, it was just like I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe couldn't it. Couldn't believe yeah. it. Like, I honestly thought she was abducted by aliens. Yeah. <laughs> like how do you just that's, vanish yeah, that close yeah. to the road? You know, with no trace. There's yeah. zero trace. That's the thing. Like I said, she lost all those things, but in the swamp. So it's like everything probably either got waterlogged and sank or just was out of sight. So when you, yeah, when you hear no trace, yeah. not a shoe, not her, she usually carries like a four liter, uh, one of those ice cream pails for picking. Yeah. I was going to say that too. Yeah. Well, and, like, and you said she like lost her shoes. She yep. like lost a few like articles of clothing. Even. Yeah. yeah. How do you not find at yeah, least one right. of these items? Especially the dogs. And yeah. True yeah that. Good point. None I mean, of that was recovered. Eh? No, found? none of that was I mean, recovered. I guess maybe it huh. could have sunken into the, yeah, yeah, the marshy area. Oh, yeah. Stuff, cool. right. Her socks too. So, yeah. yeah. And like, you said by the third day, by Saturday, the day that we got there, they covered 60 square kilometers, right? I think uh, that was like with chopper. chopper. But yeah, by chopper. Yeah. 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 I think by foot, it was two square kilometers. 
Okay. So do, that's, do you know like when the when the chopper was out? Like what time of day? Uh, they were out throughout the day. Like yeah, uh, yeah. like in the evening. They like were also night, out yeah. at night too. Yeah. That's when you uh, think they would check. So that'd be kind of far more effective. To see. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So. But yeah, like she said, she, they were flying over her head. She could hear them. That was definitely not a hallucination. And mm-hmm. she saw them going over, but they didn't see her, unfortunately. You, you, you wouldn't think yeah. that like the brush and stuff would affect like the heat, right? Would it? Well, like, it still would, it would mask it, and okay. especially if it's very dense. Uh, it yeah. can stop some of that reflection. Plus yeah. her being in the puddle of water, that would lower, yeah, her lower internal her body temperature. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of things that were going against uh, the FLIR there. That's got to be quite disheartening, actually, if you're in that position and you see them right overhead. Yeah. There's people mm-hmm. right there, and they yeah. can't see you. Oh, oh man. man, yeah. It makes you think of like Castaway or whatever when he has a plane fly over, right? <laughs> yeah. He's oh. trying to like the, no, it's the it. boat, the boat with the light, right? Oh, is that He's it? He's trying to yeah, like mm-hmm. SOS with the flashlight oh, to yeah, the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when he was on the island, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was like within the first month of him being there. Yeah, I think right. the boat come came by yeah. and you could see the lights swirling like, around. That'd be so disheartening. You're yeah. like, that's my that's yeah. my chance, you know. Your you one see, chance like, that's gone. Yeah, it's like, fuck. Unfortunately, my grandma didn't have a volleyball though. She was hallucinating though. So oh yeah. Maybe yeah, that's yeah she was serenading. Somebody some people were serenading. There's a guy serenading her and a woman singing her oh. to her. And then there was a group of people looking at photos and she was like trying to interact with them and they wouldn't like interact with her. Oh, wow. Just huh. like a bunch of just things that she was just envisioning and it's like it seems so real at the time, but she's could clearly tell us that it's like those were hallucinations it yeah. sounds like an accidental spirit quest yeah you know like an yeah. Aboriginal yeah. spirit quest. without without hallucinogens but like yeah. with yeah. your body in that state yeah, yeah. well even that, like a spirit quest is where you uh you don't actually take any hallucinogens yeah you, okay you okay. just go into the middle of the woods with no water no well, food shit, for days there you go right and you literally go out there yeah until you experience visions and you come back you, know, you share it with the elder and everybody in the sweat lodge and stuff this Ooh. sounds exactly <laughs> that and then she was rescued by two Aboriginal yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Man. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we Wicked. should have her on here. Okay. Yeah. Just get a couple cool, beers yeah. in here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a couple <laughs> beers. Eh? <laughs> Can we squeeze a hot get, tub get, in here? Get the couple Aboriginal guys as well. Yeah. That would be cool. Or, or yeah, they're on really their way cool. to yeah. their story, yeah. Yeah, they'd probably be on their way somewhere. Are they on their way to the next uh, rescue? You said they go around Canada helping people, Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know how often they do it because like even how they got here, um, there was... They, they didn't even have enough money for gas and then somebody uh, gave them some money for gas and so it was just it was a whole like situation with like people banding together people um, just helping them out helping each other out and uh, eventually they got here and as soon as like my my cousins heard that my grandpa heard that like all of them like my grandpa gave them money um, and then my cousins are there's a the memorial group uh it's like evelyn evelyn something memorial group on facebook and uh my cousins are putting together a bit of a a fund for them to try and help them uh continue on with this this great work that they're doing right on that's awesome do do you know like the name of it Uh, like i said it's on uh i mean i could probably pull it up if you guys want to deflect a little bit (laughs) because it is amazing hey uh, this one woman went missing in the middle of the woods brings together how many people right. hundreds yeah. of people especially from that, across yeah. uh canada and she and her her name and picture has gone international too yeah. just from an innocent day of going out to pick berries which she <laughs> which sean was said she's done this for decades right yeah, yeah. gone up to the oh, same yeah. spot 23 plus years that she's been in that same area picking berries oh, it just proves that every single person on the face of the earth can change the world 
Yeah, your you have actions can change the world, yeah. and that's a prime example of that. Yeah, just from uh, berry picking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Would have yeah. thought, right? It was just more like a like a lapse in in thought. That's like, what she was and, saying. She yeah. said she'll never understand why she that's went weird, in that yeah. direction because she heard it. She definitely heard the response or the uh, mm. the announcement that it's time to go, and so she. And this sounds like direction. it was meant to be. Yeah. You know, because like now here we are talking about it as well, right? Like the butterfly yeah. effect of this one situation. Yeah, good point. Everything leading up to it and now everything after it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's it's just, man, it sounds it sounds divine. Because rolling mm-hmm. up to the, the scene, right, where we were going to go search, like it was actually quite impressive how many people were there, how many yeah. vehicles are parked on the side it's like of the road. It's like a movie scene. A lot. Yeah. Like, like the, yeah. all those, uh, was it Merv or like a similar looking vehicle? Yeah. Right? Set yeah. Up? Fire Commissioner's Office of Manitoba, they have some larger vehicles and they, yeah, they had a few large vehicles out there with trailers and trailers like and support teams posts and, and all that. Yeah, side by sides, like you said, the chopper was floating, like going around super slow. Like they mm-hmm. had drones, you said too, right? Yeah, it's a certain point. I don't know. Uh, that might have been early on that they utilized the drones. Um, the police did say there was um, a little bit of an issue with the uh, discrepancy between the time that she went missing and the time that she was um, reported as missing. There was roughly a five-hour window there because uh, her neighbor, not not to fault her at all, um, but her neighbor. Uh, was unable to locate her, so she went back to the house, got some other people. They went out and searched for her, and oh. that was amazing. But they they should have called the police at yeah. that time. Yeah. Um, so that it, the officer said that that window is vital. Uh, four or five hours after the person goes missing is yeah, you vital. Can make it pretty far in that. Time yeah, exactly. Sure. Especially yeah. if you're just walking in the wrong direction. Yeah. 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 Just thinking so. that oh, the road's only twenty. You know, 20, a 20 mm-hmm. minute walk away and you just to another 20 minutes in the wrong direction, man. Right. And the thing is, too, is uh, it was off Provincial Road 201, which is up on the the north northern section of where it was. Off to the west, there was a road. Off to the east, there was a road. So, south of there, there was like, other than this little windy road, there was not a whole lot. So pretty much like if she goes in that one direction, it's like you don't that's the only yeah. way you pretty much go where you don't see anything. Oh, and yeah, that's right. where she went. Yeah. yeah. Ah, Unfortunately. Yeah. This whole thing just sounds like it's every step was just meant to be. Like, that's all I'm taking from mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Bring people together. It's yeah. nice to have a happy ending to the story. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. That's the biggest <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like, it was, it was, like I said, it was pretty real last week. And then that's why I really didn't say much. Cause like sometimes these things go on in my life and it's like until I know a conclusion, I don't really want to say too much. Cause it's just, it's mm-hmm. going to, it, like even when I on the other podcast when I was talking about like it was a different situation a guy that was missing for 10 years in Iowa but I was talking about like closure and the people like not being able to see a body and things like that and I'm like fuck this is so real for me right now and it's like yeah oh man and it's like I wasn't even talking about that and I'm like fuck but just having the the happy ending of this the fact that she was found the fact that she she's in such good spirits despite everything um, but I mean not despite everything because you know what she was found so that's yeah. pretty yeah. fucking amazing that's right yeah um but yeah i i did pull up the uh the information of the the gentlemen that uh have the search team and uh you can actually find it under the evelyn memorial search team uh just on facebook uh the father's name is daryl marvin contois okay and well yeah we'll, we'll post it as well on taryn the, thompson is the son the and facebook and instagram yeah yeah i just wanted to at least mm-hmm put it out there so that people with uh yeah strong typing fingers can do the work themselves but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah if it wasn't for those those two gentlemen and again the people that continued to search after the rcmp uh called it off 
then uh, it would have been potentially a different story. Man, sweet. We wanted to go walk out there too, right? After the yeah. search and rescue guys were telling us, don't go out there. Yeah. Well, was it just like no volunteers when you guys That's what they were there? saying, yeah. They had a couple of groups out and they're like, you know, if you would have came like half an hour, an hour earlier, then we would have sent sure. you out. Mm-hmm. So they had a couple like coming in at that time. Uh, of volunteer groups because what they would do is they'd have uh, professionals and then like uh, usually four or five other people uh, like volunteers and then just like do like one five one five one five kind of lines mm-hmm. like that so that uh, the trained people are like in between uh, the volunteers so that they can um, help when like assist in spotting things like being a little bit more attentive than a volunteer may be wow. so yeah but uh, it was Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing end to that story too. Yeah, all in all, a wonderful. Uh, it's like a, it starts off tragic and uncertain mm-hmm. and ends happy. Now she's at home and she probably has a wicked story. She's probably recapping every moment moment of it. Eh? Like, yeah, there's probably a lot more to it that she's probably still remembering of like oh, yeah. certain things that happened out there. Eh? Yeah, definitely. Like in the uh, two or three hours that I was visiting her at the hospital, there, it's like you can only glean so much from that. I mean, like some of this stuff that I was talking about is my perspective of what I've seen. Um, from and then also some of the evidence that was presented to me out in the uh, the area when the search teams were looking because like myself and my dad we went back a couple times that night uh, just to to see if we could do anything more. Um, but uh, yeah, they they definitely called it off at that point. But you, you like hear little snippets of things. Like one thing was like the fecal matter that they found. It's like mm-hmm. okay, maybe that was something. Then they found a strip of cloth, and that turned out to be like some strings around a, a twig or something like that. And it's all these little things that it's like little glimpses of hope. And it's like it was just dashed. And it's ultimately when they called off the search, that's when like everything just went down and sunk in. And, but like, I get a text from my aunt, like three hours after they call it off, just she's alive. I'm like, tell me more. Like, don't just leave it at that. Like, yeah. you can't just be like, that's it. Like, that's the fucking amazing news. But like, come on, what happened? Wow. Yeah. Holy man. Yeah. But I mean, you guys must've been like jumping for joy even just at like that. Right. Like yes, she's, absolutely. You know, she's alive. And that was yeah. just such a huge relief. Yeah. I remember you texted me like whenever, whatever night that was, I was just going for a walk. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> couldn't believe it, man. All he said, yeah. Like they found, found grand, Sean's grandmother. Like what? <laughs> like I, like I thought she was abducted, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. all the, like, like I said, all the things go through your mind. I fucking thought aliens too. Like I'm not a big <laughs> alien believer, yeah. but I'm like, what the fuck? Like there's like, no trace. Exactly. There. You just don't go missing like that. Yeah. That doesn't happen. It doesn't make sense. Well, I texted my, my grandma too about it because she's following it very intently. And mm-hmm. then she was just sending me back these texts, all caps, exclamation marks. Woohoo, I'm jumping for joy. Yeah, <laughs> my grandma's right. pumped, man. <laughs> yeah. well, it's even like, uh, like I said, my grandpa, he kept pretty, uh, pretty stiff upper lip there. And uh, they gave him the call. And then uh, apparently on the phone there, you just hear him in the background. <laughs> yeah, right. Fucking yeah. cracks out the bottle of rum. And he's got like yeah, yeah. shots. I've been holding this for forty years. Eh? <laughs> my dad, he does like never drinks. And then he, uh, it was funny because my grandpa was like sitting there with him. He's like, "This is my son, if son in law of twenty three years. This is the first time I'm having a drink with him." <laughs> History has been made. Yeah. <laughs> No, like I, I hadn't even heard anything about it at all until you had posted it on the Discord mm-hmm. that like your grandma was missing. And so like once I heard that, searched it up and yeah, like 
there's articles yeah, it about like it like it was everywhere. all over the place too like it yeah. could just be because like i was typing that in a little bit yeah. like yeah. every every couple hours i was like mary byman mary byman like searching in google just searching in different search engines like see see what comes up anything new any any more information calling my mom and it's like i also want to like leave them kind of leave them be because they're like this right. is a hard situation yeah. for yeah. them and there's already enough outreach and people bringing by food and like coming for support so it's like i wanted to try and like look into things myself but when I told her, I'm like, Grandma, your face is like all over the newspaper. She's like, I never wanted to be famous. <laughs> I'm like, you're pretty much famous now, Grandma, especially yeah. now that you're found. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. That's oh, a yeah. huge thing. Yeah. She's going to be on Oprah, eh? Yeah. <laughs> man, you never know. She hey, could, that's eh? true, man. She that's true. Are Ellen DeGeneres? Oh, yeah. okay. shit. Let's get or that boss Thought Radio. rolling. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. We should reach out to Ellen. Yeah. Hey, I bet you she'd bring it back. Man, that'd, that'd be, be crazy. Amazing. You're famous. You're famous, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, like it was only once I brought her up to like my parents and people. They're like, oh, like that's your friend's grandma. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Holy crap. I'm like, yeah, like I didn't, I didn't even know this was going on. But like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, like, I didn't know it was going awesome, on too yeah. until the day of. Like you just messaged me and said, Sean's grandma's missing. You want to go help find her? I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah. Just like that. I had no idea. She was missing for what four days at that point? Three? Uh, yeah, it would have been four because we came out Saturday, right? Yeah. 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 That would have been, yeah, four days, three nights. But yeah, I walked into work the one day and my boss and a bunch of people were sitting around and they're talking about it. Oh, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, man, that's my buddy's grandma. Like, this is like <laughs> the big news, you know, yeah. that's when everyone's talking well, it's about. Like, it. Even people, I, again, I didn't really open up much about it other than to like one guy I work with like really closely. Um, and then I was just like, Hey, uh, yeah. So my grandma's missing and just told him a bit about it. And then another guy comes in who gets like news updates every day. He's like, wait, 84 year old woman missing. I'm like, yeah, that's my grandma. He's like, Holy shit. It's like, I heard about that this morning. And then, uh, the next couple days, like, uh, when she was ultimately found, I came back in on Monday there and then, um, just was talking about it. And I, again, I didn't really tell anybody there. And then one of the other guys comes in like passing through, he's like, wait, I heard that on the radio that she was found this morning. That's your grandma, man? I'm like, yeah, man. Oh, (laughs) yes. It's like, so everybody at work is just like... uh, Now you're famous, eh? I guess so. (laughs) 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 But like, I wasn't even talking about it to them, but they were all talking about it in their own way. And it's like, whoa, like this is is a fucking big story right now. Man, she's literally changing the world, you know? (laughs) Going berry picking, you change the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look at it. Like, it's the hot topic of conversation in Winnipeg now. Yeah. And and that just brings brings to light a lot of the good in people, too. Because you, you hear a lot of these, that's what a lot of what the news focuses on the negatives like yeah, shit going yeah, wrong, man. problems yeah. and then it's nice to see that they are bringing this story forward uh just to show all the good and the support that people bring to a situation like yeah. this yeah and it's nice too eh? like when something like this happens like everybody wants to do something like what do mm-hmm. you do and like people even just want to like come by and like you said just bring some food yeah, or water for the family yeah. you know bring a blanket it was or, all very helpful yeah whatever you mm-hmm. can do to help right everyone wants to come together and do something yeah, that's awesome. Everyone nice played their part, and even corporations like Sobeys, you said, yeah, donated food. Yeah, like good food on them, pizzas, right on, yeah. man. Yeah, so like every little, like even yeah, corporations reached out. I mean, at the at the end of the day, at the bottom line, it's still a person behind that corporation, so it's somebody yeah. made that decision. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just it was such a positive thing to see, and especially with such a positive outcome. Oh man. Man, success, success, great success. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, a, a touching local story that hits home for everybody. Mm-hmm. 
while we're on that note, should we jump in some other survival stories of human perseverance? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about it. Kyle, yeah. what you got? Hit us with it. <laughs> Hit me, baby, one more time. I, I, I wasn't able to prepare for that, but no, I, I know you got a few on a, a napkin here. Yeah, I wrote some stuff down. Like, well, there's a story I actually want to share. It's it's not so much survival. It's just a, but it's about perfect timing. Just like how you said the guy showed up there. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll share that one after. But there's this one story I did want to talk about. Uh, it's about this woman. Uh, she was on a plane with 93 people. This was in the middle of Peru. This was over Lima, or like the jungles of Lima, and the plane went down. Right. Every single person, let's see, she was the sole survivor of 93 passengers and crew. She was 17 years old. What? Like, what, like they all died on like impact? Or? Impact. Well, like some people actually lived the plane crash hitting the ground, but uh, the rest of them died. It was only the 17-year-old girl. Uh, here, the, the airplane was struck by lightning during a severe thunderstorm and exploded in midair. Wow. What? Yeah. I didn't even think that was possible. Yeah, I guess it, I guess it happens, eh? I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. I think it's pronounced Kopke, uh, who was 17 years years old at the time, fell thousands of feet, still strapped into her seat. The Holy thick, shit. Can you imagine that happening? Eh? Man, that's going down. crazy. Lightning strikes the plane and oh, you're flying man. through the air to the ground. Right? Straight down. Like straight It's down. not like you're coasting. You're going straight down. Man. Oh, man. So uh, Kopke, she was 17 years old, uh, fell thousands of feet. Uh, the thick, deep jungle canopy cushioned her fall, and she survived with only a broken collarbone and a gash in her right arm, and her right eye was swollen shut. Hmm. Uh, she had no training gear, but her parents had once told her the best way to find people in the jungle was to follow a waterway back to, because uh, usually people will camp out and set villages and stuff near waterways, right? Yeah. So um, no one else was in sight. She, uh, she struck out alone. All she had with her was that little bit of information. So she walked down this stream for nine days. No, nine oh my days. God, man. Can Damn. you imagine like nine days in solitude, just mm-hmm. nothing but random jungle sounds. You know, you're left with nothing but your thoughts, Jaguars. a broken collarbone, you're bleeding, your eyes swollen shut. Fuck. Swamp berries everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just crashed a plane with 90 something people and everyone's dead around you. Right. I mean, so at, least, at least you got like food and stuff to survive. You think, right? I don't think, you mean, no, I said all she had yeah. was uh, that information. <laughs> You would uh, think so the like, plane like would have movie. some food on it, though, right? <laughs> well, just the people. Right? Yeah, the people, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll no. <laughs> read some other stories about that. We'll First day, there. she's eating the fucking guy next to her. It's like, well, this is my situation. <laughs> like, it's one of the guys that survived impact. He just yeah. died, like, a few hours yeah. later. Just yeah, hit yeah. The, he's still alive. What was that movie uh, where those, like, that soccer team or whatever crashed? Oh, that no. was, yeah, that was based off a real situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember the movie. I remember but, like, yeah. seeing that in like was it high like were they on like a snow capped mountain too or something? Yeah, like that? Yeah, like crashed in like a mountain and it was yeah. like snow and yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. And like they yeah. started yeah, was, eating one of the guys, right? Yeah. To stay alive. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> the decision? Yeah, <laughs> crack him over the head. Let's <laughs> fucking kill one of the guys to eat him. Oh man, we got like a crate of Ritz crackers over here. Ah. <laughs> that would go perfect on my cracker. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I guess you'd say like the first guy to get like seriously injured, right? Yeah. And oh, so like yeah, everyone's man. out to like injure someone. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm, I'm starving. <laughs> or imagine just trying not to get injured too, right? Like you'd be doing everything. Oh yeah. So oh, like carefully and stuff. As soon as you trip, everyone's looking yeah. at you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Dinner time. That's licking her lips, eh? Uh, 
Yeah, but she persevered. She ended up crazy. Yeah. trying not to eat those bodies. Yeah. So despite her uh, uh, urges for cannibalism, she continued <laughs> to walk. <laughs> <laughs> her <laughs> urges? Eh? <laughs> First day? She walked for nine days, and she ultimately on the, the river, which her parents told her to follow. Uh, she did find a canoe and a nearby shelter, and she waited there until uh, two loggers actually came out of nowhere. Oh, and, yeah, that's uh, a pretty good thing to stumble upon, a canoe mm-hmm. and shelter. Like, yeah. yeah. That definitely oh, shows some population there, too. Yeah. So, yeah. But it depends on how often they use it, too. Yeah, like she's lucky true. that they came back. Yeah, because it, lo- it looked like from the story soon. here, it was just two loggers who were out there just cutting logs down. Mm-hmm. I guess they sent them down the river, right? Okay. How, how long ago was the story? This is actually from 1971. <laughs> this was on Christmas <laughs> Eve. Oh, wow. In 71. Thank so we, God it wasn't like a like the deliverance situation, eh? Like, thank God those two guys were actually like yeah. good guys. Like, <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah true. That could have turned yeah. out if it so wasn't, bad. You probably wouldn't know about this story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Squeal like a pig for me. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Pretty amazing though, right? Because any point you could have given up hope, right? Yeah. And you're walking for a, mm-hmm. a day, you know, like especially even after a few hours. Especially with broken bones and gashes and like the the yeah. potential for infection too. Mm. So man, yeah, and well, her age and, and again day. perseverance in yeah. in the human. Yeah, not giving up, right? Because at that point you can easily have a mental breakdown, right? Mm-hmm. You oh, could yeah. sit there and start rocking back and forth and just start, yeah. you could snap, you could yeah. snap. I'm in the middle of the jungle yeah. and you, you lose it, right? PTSD from all like everything that you just saw, like yeah, people around people you, everyone's dying. dead. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Definitely. man. Something to keep you going, right? You just gotta like hold it together and keep going and man, nine days, it's a long time. Hmm. Well, actually, okay, I got another story for you guys. Oh. Tell this me guy a story. Did his research. January 29, 1982, <laughs> Stephen Callahan. <laughs> this guy set out for sale from a sm- uh, in a small sailboat from the Canary Islands, bound for the Caribbean. It was on February 5th. His ship sank in a storm, a ma- ma- massive storm. It left Callahan alone in the Atlantic Ocean in a five-and-a-half-foot inflatable rubber raft. He was naked except for a T-shirt. This guy mm-hmm. had a T-shirt. How did that happen? I guess in the storm, <laughs> lost his pants, right? Lost it all. <laughs> how? Like, I don't know. He got naked. Well, I could tell you how my grandma lost hers. Yeah. She lost her yeah, pants. Yeah. yeah, she lost her bra and panties, actually. What? Uh, she hallucinated that she woke up in the morning and was going to take a bath. And so she took off all her clothes. And then at some point, uh, I guess she snapped out of it because like, she envisioned that she had a full, proper bath so so nice it was great and then she wakes up and then she only has her shirt on and she doesn't even have her pants or anything on what she's like at least she found her pants after that but yeah it was just from a hallucination wow that is oh, insane is like, that why she was in the bog sitting in the water potentially yeah that could have been where she took the quote-unquote bath oh. and then uh the whoosh, 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 that's quotation marks flying in um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we gotta vocalize it right yeah. people can't see it or, or they can so yeah that could have been why she was still sitting there yeah that's right eh? but yeah so that's that's why i would imagine that guy would have been uh i mean he also could have just it could have been the middle of the night type of thing i don't i sleep in only my underwear so it's like wake up and it's like oh shit true enough enough. yeah Yeah, true right because this was a massive storm here yeah yeah it said all he literally had on him was a t-shirt three pounds of food i guess uh maybe as the ship was going down he loaded that up on that yeah Yeah. put it in his pockets eh (laughs) (laughs) his pocket (laughs) i can't imagine like just being like the one person left like there must be like a weird kind of 
like not complex but a thought about that like why why am i the one to survive you know like yeah, oh, yeah those thoughts be like, being heard for sure right? why yeah. me exactly. are you are you yeah. a lucky one or is this like yeah. something yeah. grander than that or right. were they the lucky ones right, right. exactly yeah, yeah yeah so he had a little bit of gear um and eight pints of water now get this he was drifting at sea for 76 days what? Whoa. 76 With days. three pounds Crap. of food uh he covered over 1800 miles of ocean before he reached land and rescue in the bahamas um yeah he actually what happened on it said uh it, he explained that what happened on the on the ship there on his little five and a half foot raft was he developed like almost like a, a a double personality where he was the captain of a ship and also the crew and he would have debates with himself and he would have to argue over rations and who got the rations and stuff <laughs> so, yeah. so maybe he no, did I'm start to have a little bit of uh you know, like mental anguish and something happened where you just, I guess you snap. But in this case, at least it, it, it kept them going. Right? And at least he always won those arguments. Yeah. He kept a written log from the ordeal too, which detailed uh, the, the fight for over the water ration. And really? says the captain won the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Did the captain write a uh, journal too? Or? Yeah. Yeah. They each had their yeah. own journal. Right? <laughs> that yeah. be cool. But man, yeah, you can only imagine like uh Oh, like after 76 days that's and then actually like time. coming up to shore and mm-hmm. yeah. being sur- like surviving and like that's crazy especially being like in open water for that long and never seeing yeah. shore life you know nothing yeah you look not around you endless even, blue not yeah. having Probably a volleyball not, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> even like your motor functions like getting yeah. out of the raft onto the ground it probably, oh, yeah. probably oh, couldn't yeah. even walk you know you probably yeah. want to like starving after all that every yeah. now and then to kind of keep yeah. that going yeah. but yeah. but like not even have any like shelter like coverage yeah. probably yeah. no you yeah. have that sun yeah. just beating on sun you beating or on rain it's like yeah. every single storm every that you're element, in yeah. holy oh, man. man and all you have is a shirt too like your bare like your dick is getting just burnt your bare ass was it like salt water as well like the ocean yeah this is Atlantic oh Jeez. Wow. So like that's like chap lips, like all your skin oh, is just yeah, chafing man. and burning and broken uh, because oh, like man. the salt water over that long of a period of time, <laughs> it just destroys your body. Jeez, man. Yeah, it's 76 days, right? No pants. Oh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> like your dog would be raw. Like you, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> cut like you gotta like cut a piece of your shirt out just for like that yeah, flap. flap. You know? yeah. Yeah, I would have cut it into some kind just, of like just a, to be halfway decent by yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you don't you don't want your crew to think you're going crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotta keep yeah. this in check for my crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The captain's gotta be strong for the crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's pretty good that's crazy it's oh. almost like the movie life of pi or is yeah. that yeah that's what it's called right yeah yeah with the lion minus on the, the tiger, tiger yeah. wait did he hallucinate that time i never seen the movie but did he like hallucinate dude it? you gotta watch that pretty, pretty fucking good, good. Yeah. yeah yeah i watched I, it a like, few times th- thinking about the concept of it i'm like oh fuck off i got yeah. on a boat with a tiger oh, yeah yeah, yeah okay. exactly yeah. and then like i mean the animation at some points was a little cheesy but the, the ultimately the story and like just the emotion behind that it's like yeah. that is a fucking yeah. harrowing story yeah absolutely man i know what's cool about that story is uh the guy was leaving india to come work at the winnipeg zoo here oh really yeah that's yeah. right that's oh, right or, sorry, really? uh, sorry winnipeg uh, the sinboin zoo here oh, okay. in yeah, winnipeg yeah. shit yeah that's it's even in the movie like he's saying yeah Wait, like is, is that like not not a true story but like based on yeah it is okay yeah and it's about like uh even on the ship uh there was all these characters right like the animals he was talking to all the different animals on the ship right i think in the end when he was in the hospital bed when he finally got to shore 
he was describing how like each animal was like a representation of someone in his life. It was like an analogy, hmm. right? Like the yeah, tiger yeah. like was his dad or something and all these different people. Yeah, yeah it's like they were symbols, I guess, for like different situations in his life and overcoming problems and lessons and all, all yeah, kinds okay. of stuff like that. Yeah, which is different kind of like archetypes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it was almost like a, a mental battle that he had during as well as the survival story of being lost in, at sea, right? But also the mental battle of this, his own problems going on. Like you said, yeah. it's a really good story. It's one of those movies where you have to watch it a few times and then every single time you watch it, like you get something, something yeah, you get yeah. something else. You get something else. Like still to this day when I watch it, it's like, man, it still brings like a tear to my eye. Oh, you yeah. know? It's one of those movies, man. Yeah. yeah. You just made so. me think of Jean Lejoy there. Jean <laughs> Yeah. Every time I watch that shit, a tear run comes to my eye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Show me your genitals. Your, your genitals. genitals. What? <laughs> Genitalia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, bring Gosh, it back to the old school. Yeah. Hey, another cool story. I, uh, one more story that I did. A story that I did want to share regarding uh, that similar reminded me of uh, the two guys finding your grandma. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a story of a, a doctor. This was like March. Uh, I think it was like a couple of years ago. This doctor and a couple of his doctor buddies wanted to go skiing. Yeah. So, yeah, so they wanted to go to this uh, particular ski. Yeah, I think it was called Beaver Creek. Beaver Creek or something like that. Beaver Creek. Beaver Creek. <laughs> but uh, so this guy and his, his, his doctor, this doctor and his doctor buddies all go ski for a skiing weekend. And this one doctor, he says every time he goes skiing, he brings a full backpack, like a heavy backpack full of like medical gear. Like mm. pretty intensive backpack and all his doctor buddies are like, come on, man, what the hell are you doing with that? We're going out to get away from this stuff. Like mm. he's like, no, no. He's like, you, he's and like, they I'm, were a doctor. I'm a doc. Yeah, I'm a doc. I'm the doc. <laughs> so I'm going to carry all this gear with me and his doctor buddy. No, you need a vacation. Get away from it. So he said they were razzing him pretty hard about it. Right. Anyways, they're on the hill. I think this was their second night of being on the hill and uh, he's skiing down the hill and he looks off to his left and there was like two like ski hill personnel, like medically trained people. But they were looking after like a 16 year old kid that like uh, was going pretty damn fast down the hill. I guess he smoked a tree or something, mm, right? That's not good. Yeah. So he's laying on the side of the hill. The doctor rolls up. He's like, hey, I'm a doctor. Is everything going okay here? And the, the two the two ski hill people were just like, yeah, uh, this kid just like uh, pretty sure he fractured his wrist, but it's no big deal. We got him, uh, we got yeah. him wrapped up here. Yeah. And just as the doctor was about to ski away, he took one last glance and he said he seen the, the kid's ski jacket and it was soaked with blood. And he's like, well, hey, like... If it's just a fracture, why is there all that blood there, right? Yeah. So he said, let me take a look. He unclipped his uh, his uh, skis and he walked over and he pulled up. Uh, or Sorry, he couldn't pull it up because the kid was in dire pain. So he said, well, sorry, kid, but I'm going to cut your jacket and glove off. So he got these scissors, cut the glove, and he, he started cutting up his um, up his left arm. Oh, and what he seen was uh, uh, the bone. Yeah. It, what happened was he, he severely broke both arms. The bone lacerated arteries, veins, and nerves, and he was bleeding out profusely. Mm-hmm. And the doctor immediately got his handy-dandy backpack, which he brought with him conveniently, right? Pulled it out and was immediately able to uh, seal the, the laceration, bandage him up. He had, like, combat gauze, which was, like, soaked with, like, an anti... Uh, what do you call it? Like a blood clotting agent? Well, yeah. it would be to coagulant co- promoter, yeah. That's it, yeah. Co- okay. Coagulation there, right? So that you bandage him up and save this kid's life. And uh, the medical, uh, you know, team, they immediately, they got him on the, uh, on like a, like a sled. They brought him down and, uh, and they took him off to the ambulance. But the kid's dad was there too. And he said, he, as he's watching all this, he, the dad was explaining how he felt so helpless because he couldn't do anything in the scenario to help his son, right? Yeah. He didn't even realize the extent of the damage that was, was going on, but the kid was bleeding out. 
And you, he, the dad said, once you cut the jacket, you could see every heartbeat just shooting oh, blood out. Because oh. once you oh cut those major God, arteries, man. it drains relatively fast. Yeah, every heartbeat is pumping mm-hmm. blood straight out of your body, right? So yeah, uh, it was just a one of those stories of timing, right? Just yeah. perfect timing. The guy was there at the right time with the right That's gear. That's a good thing he carried that with him. Like even though his buddies are razzing him yeah. the whole way. Yeah. Well, the story ended with the buddies, and all of them said, "From now on, I'm carrying all my gear with me too." Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Because they want to be famous too now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not about like. It's not a, yeah. yeah. No. I I know exactly uh, that feeling of helplessness though. Uh, I was barbecuing uh, a couple years back in my backyard and I made a bunch of extra stuff that I was just trying to cook, uh, like cook it up. I had burgers in my freezer for a long time or whatever. And, uh, my dad just lived down the street pretty much from me in an apartment block. And, uh, I called him up and asked him if he, if he wanted some burgers and he said, yeah, just come on down, bring them down, whatever. So I wrapped up at home. I got in my truck started driving and as i'm approaching the street that he lives on i see this car this white car just flying down the street down kuwaitan going i kid you not this guy was probably going 100 minimum 110 oh. even down kuwaitan i'm like Damn. where the fuck is this guy going you know and uh so i as i turn on to kuwaitan i i see like further up on kuwaitan on the right hand side like everyone that's in the right lane is now merging into the left lane and so, like, now I'm in the left lane. Like, everyone's going super slow. Like, I'm wondering what the hell is going on. And <clears throat> as I get up to, like, whatever happened, I see that white car has now come to a dead stop. And there's two bodies on the ground, like, right in front of this car. And, like, I immediately, everyone's driving past and just, like, looking and just, like, you know, just keep, they just kept driving. So I, I pulled my truck like into the center of the road, like on the grass and I got out and I went up to one of the guys that was laying on the ground. <clears throat> and this guy, like, I thought he was dead, man. Like when I, when I walked up to him, his eyes, his, he was looking straight into space. Like his eyes were open, like, like kind of half open, open, but he was just staring into space. His nose was completely ripped off of his face. What? Fuck. I could see directly into his skull oh, from his nose. Man. His leg bones were sticking through his jeans. And like, I, I can, I'm pretty sure he was still breathing. So like, I put my head kind of close to his to see if he was still alive. And like, I, I couldn't tell. And like, I felt so helpless. Like, I'm like trying to talk to him, like, hey, buddy, you okay? But like, what, like, what the mm-hmm, fuck? Are you yeah. In that situation, like, I didn't know what the hell to do. And then I guess the woman that he was with, uh, she, like, she also got hit. And, she like she wasn't like not knocked unconscious. She was actually literally crawling on the street oh. with broken bones, screaming that like just blood curdling scream, and she was like crawling towards like her husband. Oh man! And oh man, that was like one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through, yeah, just as imagine. a bystander, yeah. you know. And just that that feeling of helplessness in me like i felt like there's genuinely nothing i could do like i don't know if it's because of lack of training or lack of anything or whatever but it just i felt like i could not do anything to help these people and uh so i i went over to the driver of the vehicle because now he's out of the car he's not uh he's not like he didn't take off or anything but uh there was four i believe there's four people in the car they're all young like probably like early 20s and they're like they look like either they're going to the bar or just came back from the bar you know like loud music playing in the car still 
still like, yeah yes yeah. it's like it happened they just put it in park and got out so all the doors were open uh they're just standing there you know like looking like they just either came or gone got from back from the bar so i went up to him like dude what the fuck like what happened here and he's like oh you know i was just driving he specifically said i was just driving i was doing the speed limit like i just saw you going a hundred minimum down key waiting you know so i i, I just let him tell his story <clears throat> yeah i was driving doing the speed limit and these people just walked out in front of my car and he was like blaming them like he had no oh, remorse for fuck. what just happened these people are like this guy looks like he's dead on the street and like you don't even care it's like you just want to get the hell out of here because it's their fault and you know like they damaged my vehicle like that's the attitude i was getting wow. from this guy <clears throat> but so shortly after like i i just i i talked to the guy and i you know i said some things to him that i probably shouldn't have just to make him understand that this is your fault this is, has nothing to do with these people you know you shouldn't have been going that speed you know if he was going 40 kilometers less than what he was going like the timing he wouldn't have met met up with those people it's like but whatever uh so when the firefighters came they showed up like they just assessed the situation within seconds like seconds they all get out they all have a task they're all controlling people they're tending to these people and give, giving them exactly what they need you know at that moment i just earned all of my respect oh, yeah, for definitely. firefighters and like people like first responders they train exactly yeah, for nice. that so they know exactly yeah. what to do right like that's exactly that's yeah like i i was like speechless of what i was witnessing and like i was so happy to be a part of that experience just to see you know like like i guess all the different angles of this scenario and i'm just thankful obviously that i wasn't part of it mm -hmm. where you know like i was the driver or something but that feeling of helplessness man damn in a situation like that Oh man, I'll never forget that. What a crazy story, man. Yeah. That was only two years ago. I have a very relatable story. Like I was at Gary and like uh, York Street. Yeah. And my yeah, buddy yeah. Gabe and I, we were just coming back from lunch and we we're pulling into the station there to do some work. And uh, I was just pulling in. All of a sudden there was a, like a little like 70 year old lady walking across the street. And this car comes flying out of nowhere and hits her. And she goes flying over the hood and the windshield and rolls onto the ground. I'm like, whoa, right? You saw that? Yeah. It's like, oh. what the hell? What the hell is that? So my buddy Gabe and I parked the truck and we run over, right? And it was really cold out too. It was pretty like, well, it's, I don't know, minus 20 or something, minus 25. And uh, this lady's on the ground shivering and she's in shock and everything, right? So uh, we... Uh, we asked her, is your neck okay? She was moving her neck around and looking around. So we know her neck wasn't injured, mm -hmm. right? So we helped her up, but she couldn't walk in her leg. Her leg was clearly broken. So uh, we walked her over to the side of the car. The woman who hit her pulled over and she was very elderly too. And the first thing she gets out and says right to me is... Uh, I'm going to the casino. No, she had these <laughs> big Coke bottle glasses on. And she said, I literally just came from the eye doctor. And the doctor said, my eyes aren't that good. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Like, That's the first thing you say to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I said, can you pull over? Uh, we need to get this woman in your car for heat because it was pretty cold and she was shivering hard. So we helped her get into the backseat of her car. And uh, my buddy Gabe called 911 immediately, right? And uh, we're sitting there and your leg's broke and you could see it looks weird. I'm trying to talk to her and just, you know, just distract her and keep her calm and everything like that. And I'm trying to keep myself calm too because um, I feel for this lady, right? What she's mm -hmm. going through, right? She's still in shock. She just got hit by a car, right? And so firemen roll up and... This big, like seven foot tall fireman gets out and he starts walking towards the car and I start to talk to him 
And it's like, you could tell he just, I was not important at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like I was going to explain to him. All he said was, is, uh, where's the victim? I said, back of the car. And I was starting to tell him what happened. Yeah. Cause that's all I knew to do. Right. I just yeah. say the story. Didn't matter. It's like, you just shut me off at that point. Right. <laughs> and he took immediate control and the other firemen did too. And it was like the presence they had, they walked in with this aura of just, it's all good. No matter what happened here, that's it's fine. awesome, man. The efficiency I, of their training. Yeah. It comes time. to light. And it, like, like Jason, like you said, it's like just profound respect, like profound respect for these people. Like they, they deal with some pretty intense, like for that one, for them was probably very tame. It was like rated G, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, just a broken yeah. leg, but yeah. for the lady, it was mm-hmm. huge. Right. But uh, this big seven foot tall guy, just like with this immense aura just comes in. It's all good. You know, everything's fine. We're just going to take care of this thing. Everybody, nobody else mattered but the victim. Yeah, M- M- McDonnell is going to really like this episode. That's good. That's oh, good. Oh, <laughs> shout oh, out to yeah. McDonnell. Yeah, shout out, man. Well, I'd, like, I'd love to talk to him too and hear his stories. Oh, yeah. I don't know what he's he probably has a from firsthand. Yeah. Like, Big yeah. time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because, like, I have a similar story about I actually was interviewed about it because I posted on Reddit about it because somebody was like, oh, there's this crazy shit that went on in Winnipeg. And I'm like, yeah, it was, uh, I was there. And I just, like, kind of boop, 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 detailed the situation. I mean, it wasn't a situation where like yourself, you got out of the vehicle, you helped the individuals, you as well helped the individuals. It was the situation I was in. It was uh, a transit driver. I was, uh, it was Kiwaitin as well. Uh, Kiwaitin and uh, Burroughs there. The hell's with Kiwaitin? It's that <laughs> intersection is really bad. Wow. Uh, eh? But uh, it was a transit driver and I see, I'm two vehicles behind it. I see the light turn green. I see the walk symbol, like the little white, lights with the walk-in man yeah it's like okay they they yeah. uh, they can walk same time woman steps off the curb bus starts turning same Ooh. time it was slow like low speed so there was like it wasn't uh it was still negligence in this yeah. case like a second of mis- missed observation yeah um but at this point the uh the woman impacted with the side of the vehicle uh just behind the uh the door there and at that point she was sucked under the the bus and oh, man. was carried the entire length of the bus dragged underneath it and at that point it's like alicia was with me we we're heading to work and you look over and you just see a person that is peeled apart like there was there was no remnants of that being a human anymore oh. and oh so at that point i'm God, like i and you saw that whole yeah thing. i just i was two vehicles oh, behind man. it i witnessed the whole situation man. i had to go to the uh, police and like wow. give them a like take like frame by frame of what I remembered from the situation. And unfortunately I still vividly remember that whole thing. Um, <sighs> but, uh, not yeah, something you forget very no, no way, not. man. And, uh, like I, I just remember like people getting off the bus cause, uh, later people, uh, were quoted from the bus saying that they could hear every like crunch as ah, the, oh the bus was traveling God. over and they, they got out and all they could do is just sit there and take that in. I like at least for myself, like I, I thought I couldn't do anything at that point. So I'm just like, yeah. I'm just going to work. And there's already like 10 other vehicles that stopped and were yeah. calling the police. And yeah. I'm like, what's another person? That's exactly, why, yeah. that's why I didn't really call the police. Like with my uh, account of what happened there, because yeah. I'm like, there are hundreds of people. Yeah. There's already swamped with this. So, but they did ultimately take uh, my, my statement and use that in court. I almost had to actually go in and really? like reaccount that, but I'm like, you have it like video recorded, yeah. audio recorded. Mm-hmm. So, so th- was the, was the driver like found guilty of? I'm quite sure he or? was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's no longer on the job, and and like I, at the time, it's like you see the look in his face, and it's just it's so 
I don't know. It was like almost distant and it was just like, did this really happen? And like, oh, man. he couldn't really take it in. And like, yeah. I know he like got out, saw what happened immediately radio radioed back. And at that point, like he's probably just sitting in there, like telling everybody to get off. And it's just like, oh, I can only imagine that sinking in. Cause like it, like I said, it was a second of missed observation. The light turned green, the walk symbol turned uh, white. It's like, go, go both of them. But he just, instead man, of looking right, see her, he I looked guess, left. Yeah. To, to make sure it's and then like just carried on man oh wow my, just that you know crazy. that small just missed yeah, observation just yeah you can change yeah. everything in life yeah you can change an entire family exactly. everyone who like saw that, like that, that lady had a whole family right? yeah and man now, now oh she's my gone. god and, yeah, yeah like a life is extinguished in a like a matter of seconds just yeah. boom it, it's and it's it's done it would have just been lights out instantly there's still like i see flowers and, and uh yeah. stuff posted oh, yeah, on yeah. that that on pole right there yeah that's what that's for, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I remember seeing you on the news there. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't was it by three? your old job there on yeah. like on Empress there? Empress, yeah. Four like years I, ago? Uh, a little bit longer than that, yeah. Four or five. Yeah. Because yeah. I was still working at WTCR, uh, doing the Bitcoin thing. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Bitcoin mining farms <laughs> and whatnot. So what did you equipment. do there exactly? If you could just chime us in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I dealt with uh, Bitcoin mining hardware, uh, ASIC miner hardware specifically. Um, ASICs are application specific integrated circuits uh, designed specifically for uh, SHA-256 cryptocurrency. Uh, it's just <laughs> breaks down a hashing algorithm and it's just uh, little boxes that are pretty much designed to uh, Bitcoin mine. And yeah, I used to set up mining farms and deal with the, the hardware and uh, I was I was heavily into that and the, the technology behind Bitcoin. What, the what, what was one of like the biggest purchases you've seen that kind of like in, in like retrospect looks kind of like crazy? Of I mean, myself you, you, you or well, just in general, like working there because you saw like a bunch of transactions yes. and stuff all the time, right? And so like just looking back, like no one knows the future or anything or what any, what whatever anything's going to be worth, mm. right? But just yeah. well, the very first proper transaction with Bitcoin was ten thousand bitcoins for pizzas be delivered that to this unreal. place. Unreal. Must have been a good pizza. <laughs> yeah, that's unreal. Because at the time there were like pennies on the dollar. Yeah. And yeah. He, just, oh, yeah. he wanted to test it. He's like, this is what it's kind of for. He's yeah. like, somebody out there, will you bring me a pizza? Like, just deliver it to me, pick it up, come on. And he's like, he gave somebody 10,000 Bitcoins. I wonder if pizza. that guy still has those 10,000. Oh, I don't know. Probably not. I would, wouldn't doubt. Like, even when I had a few coins and it's like going from a hundred dollars to a thousand dollars it's like oh fuck <laughs> oh like, man like i made silly purchases like uh my leatherman that was i think when bitcoin was about a hundred dollars i spent 1.5 bitcoins on it so now potentially like thirty thousand yeah, dollars yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, but when man. i was working there uh one of the largest purchases i saw was early on in wtcr's uh life as a company i think it was there was an order for like well over 140 40 bitcoins but 75 bitcoins of that was for fucking windows like wow. the operating oh system that's like the saddest wow. thing to spend 75 yeah. bitcoins oh my god <laughs> 75 <laughs> bitcoins oh man oh that geez. hurts me to hear that <laughs> damn yeah, like I feel a little bad because it's like my backpack I bought for like 1.5 BTC, yeah. my Leatherman. It's like I bought like shirts and shit here and there. And then like now you buy like you go onto Coinbase or whatever app you go on and you spend $500. You're getting a decimal <laughs> yeah, amount it's like of like Bitcoin. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, man, that's crazy. 
See, but you, you've survived, you know, all that. And that, that's what this episode has been about. Yeah. Survival. Yeah. Survival and, yeah, and recovery. All, you're right. Yeah, that yeah. certainly causes mental anguish when you, <laughs> you really think about that. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, I mined a, the large majority of those coins and I bought them earlier. So it's yeah. like, really, I lost nothing. I yeah. only yeah. gained yeah. from yeah. that. Exactly. So that's, yeah. it. All, it's all how you look at it. Because I know there was many, many incidents of people seeing the, the markets, they cash out, they see it go even higher, hundred times, thousand times, yeah. like whatever percent. And there's many suicides because of that. Absolutely. Oh, because yeah. people just, you, you, that like the mental anguish that that creates yeah. upon someone just like, I mean, it, if you let it bother you though, it's ultimately yeah, a yeah, true, it's right? currency and it's stock like really, markets like that. Yeah. Too, yeah. Right? Yeah. It'd be like having like a winning lottery ticket where it's a hundred million dollars on your on your table and it blows out the window or something. Oh, man. And then some other guys oh. is like, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah exactly. Because like you said about the pizza, right? The first uh, purchase was 10000 but it was also the first sale. Yeah. Right? So that yeah. guy, like, yeah. that's a wicked sale. Yeah, that's right? a wicked oh, yeah. deal for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that place uh, where you worked was located, it was right on Empress, right by Green Hill, right? Yes. Okay, now tying this back in with Ooh. survival, right? Right there, did you, did you guys see this news story about the guy who's who's built a shack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right there, right under the fucking bridge. Like yeah. my business was like right in that where yeah. bridge on, on the bridge. <laughs> yeah, so like thirty feet away from yeah. the front door. Like thirty feet away. That's where I was interviewed. If you look at the fucking interview, <laughs> oh, I was no way. interviewed on that. There's fucking no house there. Here we go. <laughs> there's no house there. <laughs> yeah. Now there's a now there's a guy like yeah like yeah because yeah, Jason, you and I we were at Rona. This is what we, a week or two ago. Yeah. And uh, like over the weeks before this, we were seeing slowly there's all of a sudden lumber being put up and next thing there's shingles and a door. Yeah, yeah like slowly that. it was just like, like, a, like a frame yeah. of a house. Like you'd see a framed up wall made out of like like pallets and stuff like yeah. that. And like, then uh, we're picking up lumber and we, we drive out there and all of a sudden we see CTV out there and they're like filming this guy. Well, because now like one wall turned into two walls, turned into four walls. Now there's a roof on it. Now there's <laughs> shingles and there's tarps. The guy made, poured a concrete staircase apparently. What? what? Yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, with a way. hand railing and everything. Damn, oh, leaving it up to code? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, he had eaves, man. The, the direct water, rainwater what? away from yeah, this place. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally. He's got a toilet oh, in there. Yeah. Man. Dude, like it's but, a literally, it's a full on house that leads under a bridge. Story and, of human survival, man. Like yeah. apparently the guy he, uh, immigrated here from the Philippines. He had a house to stay. Uh, something happened with him. It was some kind of altercation. And, it, and the job he had lined up didn't work out. So he was out in the streets, essentially. So he just started building his house and like he's surviving. Really? Like now he's living there. I, I hope um, they really fix that, that parking lot because when I worked there, there oh, was yeah. four foot sections, like four foot diameter sections that just fell out of the, uh, the, the, uh, the supports there. Like, so Man, I hope every, they every fix time. that shit. Even since I was a kid going over that bridge, just bike riding. I'm oh, like, yeah. this is sketchy. Oh, it's a sketchy yeah. parking lot. And like they did nothing to address that at all. I seen they did a little work to it like in the last couple of years, but just very basic yeah, stuff. That it's was just like, after, hey, let's put like, a beam here before it collapses. Those massive holes just fell out of it. Like Unreal. I parked every day. I parked in the one right beside that. <laughs> oh, one day I come in and it's just like falling out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what? Man, <laughs> you're lucky, man. You're lucky oh, yeah. to still be here. I mean, you're I a survivor. Could, well, I could have got a new, new car. I could have got rid of the yeah, Civic. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. And that that Civic would still be down there. Yeah. He would have utilized it. Yeah, maybe he'd fixed it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now he's got a car. He builds a garage on it. Holy shit. Man, that'd be crazy. That's pretty cool though that like, 
I don't know what what the legality of that yeah, is. Yeah, like too. I'm like, kind of surprised that it's not. Yeah, that's what I mean. Shut like, down or whatever. Right? How has it not yeah. been shut down in its inception stage? Like yeah. within a couple first days, like the like, property owner yeah. or like the police yeah. or like anything. Like I, I'm not saying I want to call no. for that. Yeah, but no, not at all. Because like obviously this is the guy's house now, yeah. right? And he lives there. And if he can make but, a living like that, fuck yeah, yeah all the yeah. power to him. I, I honestly think if if this if this was my property, I would I would let him do what he's doing because. Yeah. You know, now, like, now there's, there's business, uh, like the CTV showed up. Exactly. Global I think showed, that's part of the reason that they haven't shut him down yet. Exactly. In that strip mall. Yeah. I think that's the reason they haven't shut him down too, probably is because he's been in the news and then yeah. people have all probably <laughs> Oh, they would go shit, after you know, him. Exactly. If the fucking property owner like came in and yeah. it's like, nope, yeah. you gotta get out of here. Yeah. There's going to be yeah, outrage. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I think it worked out for everyone. Yeah. It's amazing, man. Man, I had to sneak out there. Holy smokes. I was holding that in for Nobody way too long. Knew, man. Nobody Nobody knew. Knew. I just had to say it. I'm back now. <laughs> yeah. Human perseverance. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. You, you, you couldn't persevere. <laughs> All these stories. Hour. Come on. <laughs> stories of perseverance. Can't hold it in. Yeah. <laughs> I've needed to go for the past five hours. Yeah. No. Yeah, I went like three times before <laughs> we even started. You only got here two hours ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And yeah, stories of uh, human perseverance, survival. Yeah. Did you ever end up finding out what happened to those two people that got hit on Kuwait in there? No, no but way. actually, yeah, to follow up on that story a little bit, uh, that winter I was driving around, uh, I forget how I was, I think just one day I decided to go out with my truck and like a tow strap because it snowed heavily one day. And I was just driving around, uh, seeing if people were like getting stuck, and I was like pulling them out of snowbanks and shit, nice. and like shoveling them out and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I kid you not, like I must have pulled out like ten plus people in like wow. the first hour. Wow. Like, just people like how s- many beaches did you get out of that? <laughs> oh, it's like six and counting <laughs> at the first hour. But yeah, uh, I was gonna say like you're a nice guy for doing that, but now now yeah 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 yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so. Uh, like I was driving in like the Maples area and I came across this, this one girl and her, her young son, like, um, like stuck against the snowbank. It didn't look like she was stuck too bad and I thought she was going to get out, but, uh, I came back maybe five minutes later and she was still there. So I decided I'm going to, you know, help her out. And as I, I, I pull over like this brand new, like lifted Dodge truck with this big tires and like all the fucking lights and all that shit pulls up. It's the same guy who hit those two uh, people. Really? Oh, same shit. guy. Yeah. And it's like, this guy has no remorse. That car was probably written off and he got a shitload of money for it. Now he's got this brand new jacked up truck. Just a, just a typical douchebag kind of guy. Did he have the white sunglasses? Fuck. Like monster. It tackles. was winter, but it, yeah. He had Metal militia. <laughs> yeah. It was fuck, man. One of those stickers so, on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's all. That's uh I, I have no Fuck. idea what happened to those people. But, but he's out. Yeah, he's and free. No, and no bought jail a jacked time. up truck. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's it's like he's living he benefited good because from of this. the situation. Exactly. Almost yeah, like. He did. Wow. Which is hmm. sick. Yeah. It's sick. That guy should have went to jail yeah. for that. Man. Oh, that's yeah. where like there's certainly some flaws in our justice system. Absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah. And it's because I think the the two people who were who were hit by the car, uh they were Aboriginal people. They were walking in the direction of a bar, you know? So like just the, the way that society looks at these people, it's like, they're just, you know, second class citizens. So, you know, whatever happens to them, ah, it's just it's whatever, which is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Like somebody broke the law. 
it's their fault mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like they should pay the penalty not now fucking reward them with a brand oh. new truck here you go ah oh, just it still it still makes me sick to yeah. think about that mm-hmm. hmm. yeah damn eh well we've heard all sides of like survival of today yeah. so so happy your, your grandma survived like that's a great happy ending for yeah, that whole damn thing. right like it was like a week and yeah. you guys must have went through a ton oh know? yeah yeah the whole absolutely. family and yeah couldn't even imagine so nice to just yeah see her in the hospital in such good mm-hmm. spirits and and like i said she was a little little bruised up cut up but uh ultimately she she's now home back in her bed so right. that would be uh amazing relief just being able to sleep in your own bed after Hell all that yeah. time yeah, imagine no that kidding. sex right that like just getting home and <laughs> like my grandpa 94 and her just like yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah why not eh? why not with all those cases of beer yeah man, yeah shit's about to get wild makes a happy ending a great ending right? <laughs> <laughs> That's where it'd be like the end of a movie and it would fade out, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just roll, the bed, yeah. The yeah. bed squeaking <laughs> away. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the camera would come out of the house, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lights go off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, birds flock away in the yeah. distance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right on, yeah. man. Good for you and good for your family, man. Yeah, really good. yeah we're all happy to hear. Very positive outcome, yeah. Well, as we uh, come to the <laughs> come to the close, come to the close of this episode of Thought Nuts Radio. We've, we've, we've survived the episode. Hope you guys have too. I mean, hell yeah, man. Yeah, that's right. Good one. Keep on surviving. Yeah. Big, a big story. It went, uh, I guess, nationwide. Right? I think I even seen like CNN or something. Damn, like talk about it. Like it's crazy. wow. Yeah, just a lesson in human perseverance. Yeah, yeah, big time glad that that like whole message is spread i guess you know yeah happy ending and all the way to uh anderson cooper eh? yeah, exactly. <laughs> nancy grace <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll get try and get her on ellen or something yeah oh man <laughs> that would be epic yeah really? we gotta try that oh yeah yeah everybody listening you know sign a petition to get her on yeah <laughs> we're gonna get you a brand new hot dog <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and a lifetime supply of beer yeah. <laughs> and a gps yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my mom said because she refused to give up berry picking. My mom's gonna get her a high vis vest. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Right on. That's good. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be like chip day RFID yep. or something <laughs> on there. We got to get some GPS going yeah. on there too. Yeah. Right on. Good stuff, man. Yeah. It's a good story. Right on. Um, Fruitly. But Well, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. I don't know, whoever else, whatever else we on, anything? Anchor? Oh, yeah, Anchor. That's like where we post yeah. the podcast and stuff, but you, you can find us on any uh, yeah. podcast Any podcast app. app. Do we have any a Thought Nots Tinder account? Uh, not yet. Just, <laughs> just Grinder. Like, like we're in the process. Yeah, <laughs> we got Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I feel we'll get more uh, exposure there, right? Yeah, well, whatever it takes. <laughs> get it out there. Just yeah. dangle it out there and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. See what bites. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so swipe, swipe right on Grinder. And uh, yeah. yeah, until next time. Until next time. Thank you, everybody. To infinity and beyond. Wow. <laughs>